and sunshine, rocking the good time with all our friends. Easy and carefree, out in the summer breeze, loving a simple thanks for hours on end. Right about sundown, we lay on the ground, count on the stars as they come out one at a time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey everybody, I'm X Factor winner Tate Stevens, and welcome to the Sweet Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from music, sports, food, entertainment, and, well, just living the sweet life. You can record. Okay, we're actually recording right now. That's fine. Okay, (laughs) so... The red light, yeah. So, the the Love Songs uh, episode that we did... um, I, when when I was making my list, I, AJ can tell you my list. I had like two and a half pages of I songs believe that. because everything I was just li- like, you know, when I thought about love songs, I'm just start writing. I just start writing, singing songs, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh what about that? You know, I mean, everything from Etta James to I mean, it was there was so much going on in my head that. And then we were talking, and I was like, oh, what about that one? And I started writing more down. <laughs> and, yeah, no, so I know we left out a ton. Uh, and he came with, like, a one little short list. You know, He, he followed the rules. Yeah, yeah I, I, figured, yeah. <laughs> I figured, okay, we're talking about this stuff, so let me throw down, like, a top 10. And no, yeah, Not me. I had a top that, 45. That wasn't and, at all yeah, what I, was going on. Yeah, because and, – and so each genre of music, you know, you can go through – um, all genres, rock, pop, blues, jazz, you can go through all of them. They all have a thousand love songs. People, sure. people, you know, so when I was thinking about, I was trying to kind of cross, you know, genres of, you know, cause there's a thousand country love songs, right? Right. right. That we, everyone knows, but it's like, okay, but oh, there's also, you know, like Casey and JoJo, I was talking about, you know, I mean, from the R&B side. And I'm like, oh, man, what about Keith Sweat? What about these? What about all these artists, right? And I'm thinking, that's what I'm thinking about, right, the whole time. Um, oh, yeah. No, my, yeah. No, I thought of Don't Close Your Eyes. I'm like, how did both of you guys not do that? <laughs> but then immediately went to, like, the 80 hair bands. And there's so right. many. So Dude, every, like every power ballad. You know? I mean, how many every power ballads? One. Are... You know, Firehouse. The, you know <laughs> what I'm thinking? Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, my buddy Perry wrote that song, man. And I'm like, dude, that's what I'm saying. There were so many, so many songs that, we can make a list of a thousand. Yeah. Oh, I know. Does I that make sense? Give you, I, I just had to give you. No, I no, I get it. Believe us. We, we both talked about. We like listen. Somebody, there's gonna be. What about that song? Yeah. How come you which, didn't put? Yeah. Speaking of which, we got some reviews. We did. See, yeah. there you go. All right. First, uh, first review was from my daughter. Uh oh. Elizabeth <laughs> oh, Rose Cronk. She says, "My dad is awesome." Five star review. Perfect. Yeah. Good for you. Extra allowance for Elizabeth. (laughs) The second one is from my sister. Oh, boy. Tara Cronk. All right. It's funny. It's family day. Family day. It's review time. That's good. Um, She says, love listening while on my lunch break. You two crack me up. Love the stories. Keep up the good work. Good. Five stars. Good deal. And then Coach Daryl Cronk. Oh, yes. I gave you my list. Left a... (laughs) Is it on there? Rather lengthy... (laughs) Review five star review by the way. And by the way, everybody, if you leave a review, we will read them on here. Listen to this list, good or bad, good or bad. I'm not afraid of that either. And this is regarding the love songs episode. Right. He says uh, it's called. It's titled "Love Songs Top Ten. Okay, you guys did great with your list, but how in the world was "Don't Close Your Eyes" by Keith Whitley left off? Since you guys didn't go this route, I'll give you my 80s big hair ballads. <laughs> Top 10 love songs. Number one, Time After Time, Cindy Lauper. That's a great one. Number great two, one. Alone by Heart. Oh, yeah. Number three, Love of a Lifetime, Firehouse. Yep, there we yep, go. Yep, yep. Uh, number four, I Want You, or I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number five, Every Rose Has a Thorn, Poison. Number okay. six, don't know what you got till it's gone by Cinderella. I forgot all about that song. That's a great one too. <laughs> see, Number seven, when I see you smile, bad English. Uh, when I see number yeah, yeah right. instantly start yes. singing right. That's what I do. Number eight, uh, missing you by John Wait. Which missing Allison Krauss covered that one. Yeah, yeah, see, here's the oh, thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 
Oh, hang on. And then number nine, These Dreams by Heart. And number 10, When I'm With You by Sheriff. That's a good one. Ooh, yeah. see that? Look, they had one song, and yep, that was it. That was it. <laughs> yep. Sheriff, that's their song. Yeah. So, so again, that's just some of the 80s hairband stuff. So you think, you get in my head. There's a lot of space in there, Daryl. I got, I got a lot of brains in there. It's a lot of empty space. That's like space. asking top ten best athletes. Yeah, you know? absolutely. There's a, keep there's going a big, and going. So um, that's what happened. Uh, well, that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad we got to read yours to you. Your uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for leaving the review. Um, yeah, make sure you do leave a review. Make it five star, even if it's good or bad. If you don't like it, say, hey guys, I didn't really care for it. You know, uh, try this next time. We'll try whatever. I'm not afraid of uh, bad reviews. That's how we get better. So, absolutely. All right. All right. Perfect. Hey, guys. Welcome back to uh, the Sweet Life Podcast with Tate Stevens and AJ Cronk. Yes, T- sir. Today, uh, we got a pretty cool show today, I think. Um, we're at Real Media KC with Brad Burrow, and uh, we're going to talk to him. This guy, listen, this guy started out, uh, well, he started out as a musician, um, which tells you what kind of person he is, uh, which <laughs> is a great person. Don't AJ's laughing, but uh, here's the deal. Um, he started out playing music. Uh, then he went, he got into the graphic design or the uh the visual arts video production video production part of stuff so and that's kind of where he started and and today we're going to go from there to what's going on today uh with real media kc so uh we're happy to have brad on thanks for thanks for having us at your place man this is really cool this is the first time i've ever been a guest on a podcast in in my studio that's awesome (laughs) in your own place i love it (laughs) this is cool well listen man um here at real media kc um is that is that always been the name of the company? Well, Real Media. Oh, Real Media. Um, there's a whole story behind the Real Media KC thing that maybe we can talk about at some time. Okay. But I sold the original domain name of the company, which was realme.com. Oh, yeah. And so that's, there's a whole incredible story behind that. But now it's Real Media KC. Oh, that's awesome. Man. Yeah. That's awesome. Why can't we sell our name, AJ? <laughs> I can't. I can't do this anything. Sweet right. life. <laughs> this sweet life. I can't. I can't do anything right. Everything. I, I try to sell something. They're like, yeah, no. Well, you can pay us to take it. Okay, it works. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So you start out. You're playing music. Yeah. Uh, guitar player. Right. Right. Singer. Uh, singer. Guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was what music? What where were you at? Well, it's a, it's a good question. I I, uh, I I paid my way through college playing in bands, as a matter of fact. Nice. And I lived in Wichita, and uh, you know we traveled all over Kansas playing. And you know I'd play Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Right. So you know, I'd leave after school, and on Wednesday we'd go play in Dodge City or someplace like that. Drive back that night, <clears throat> go to school Thursday and Friday, and then leave Friday night to go out and finish. So you'd do three nights at a you know oh, cool. place. So. Yeah. It's kind of how I paid my way through college and, Very and good. Uh, have a marketing degree awesome. and a computer science minor. So I got that while I was while I was going to school and, and uh, came back to Kansas City and I worked for a year in the corporate world and hated it. <laughs> and uh, there nice. was a there was a local <laughs> band at the time called the Click. Do you remember the Click at all? Click, the Click. They've been around for it a sound, long, long time. Yeah, absolutely, it sounds absolutely like well, I. They were originally from Warrensburg. They were the Broadway click, and then they changed it. But I, uh, they needed a bass player, so I went out and bought a bass, and I auditioned, and I got the job. And that changed nice. the trajectory of my career because I said, I'm not working in corporate America anymore. Right. And started playing full-time, and I did that for 15 years. Okay, cool. So, so uh, in corporate America, what were you doing? Were you were you doing marketing? <laughs> was it marketing and stuff like that? Is what you were doing? I was or? a salesperson. I was selling fax machines at the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> you believe that? Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. That was like, uh, <clears throat> yeah, like taking a knife to my chest and <laughs> yeah, that that didn't work very well. So you started playing music with the Click. Now yeah. you guys uh, is that pretty much full time, right? You guys yep. are busy mm-hmm. all the time, right? Um, and then. So how did you start the the video? How did you what, what got you there? Well, you know, I've always had uh, uh, kind of an entrepreneurial bent to me, and uh, you know, when the click thing, um, I, I eventually left the click and and 
was wanting to get signed. That was my whole goal in life was to get signed. So writing and recording, and I got right. with some guys here in town. I was in a couple bands that had legitimate shots at making it if we got in front of the right people. So okay. we did albums and things, but pretty soon realized that you know that that wasn't in the cards for me. Right. And I started a business, um, which believe it or not, I had a guy that helped me finance a solo album that I did that owned a, a video store. Really? And he needed. He had this back room full of videotapes that were broken. So you remember the old videotapes? That, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the gate would break, and they'd... Yep. <clears throat> so I started fixing them. Well, next thing you know, I'm like, I think I could start a business doing this. <laughs> so I started a business called Video Doctor. And I went to the local Blockbuster, and I walked in and said, hey, do you guys have broken videotapes? And the guy goes, that whole room's full of them. I go, well, I tell you what. I'll charge you three fifty a tape, and I'll fix them. He says, take them. Next thing you know, I have every blockbuster from Minneapolis to Houston sending tapes to my house in Olathe. No way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So At three fifty a pop. Yeah. Dude. So, so here's a really cool thing. You guys are musicians. So I went out and hired every musician that I could find, and I paid him $0.75 cents a tape. And... Then the price, you know, they wanted to come down on the price, but they got so they could make, you know, like 20, 30 bucks an hour. Right. Just fixing these tapes. And we'd turn them around the same day that they came in and Blockbuster would get them back and they'd get them renting and they'd make money on them. That's crazy. So that's how I how I got into business. Now, now how, how wow. long did you do that? How long was that? Probably five years, something no like that. No way. <clears throat> yeah. And then I sold that business. Um, and in the meantime, I had gotten into video production because... It's a creative thing to get into. Right. And I went out and bought a camera and told somebody that I could do their commercial or something like that. Never, I didn't even know how to run the camera. And uh, figured it out. And, you know, that was the beginning of of uh, Real Media. That okay. was 25 years ago. Okay. So wow. um, when you started Real Media. So when when you started that, you just had, like I said, you had a camera and, a, and, a, and a, like a vision, basically. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is... I'm going to go out and make my way into this. Where where was it? Uh, what was your first, like, kind of real uh, video gig? What was that? <laughs> I, so it was a resort down at Lake of the Ozarks. It was a, they were wanting to sell lots at this resort. I think it was Eagle Bay or something like that. Okay. And somehow they found out about it, us, and they said, yeah, we can do that. So we went down and shot the footage and <laughs> put together a video form, and that became – our first uh, paying gig. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. That, I yeah. mean, okay, so entrepreneurial—I don't know—entrepreneurial. How, how do you say that? Entrepreneurship. Yeah, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. I don't. I can't even talk. Um, <laughs> I can't spell it, but yeah. I can say it. Yeah. Uh, you obviously that you know to be driven enough to do that. Um, I, I wish I had more of that you know side of me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of. I, I'm not a very good self promoter either i've never been that guy to wear my own hat if that makes any sense i don't know if anybody else is like that but mm -hmm. um you know garth brooks uh everything he has you any ball cap he has it's one of his ball caps or it's one of his t-shirts or sweatshirts on it's kind of weird i'm not that guy i can't do that yeah and i've just never been that guy i've never been one of those big self-promoter kind of guys um and, and but people who i mean if you have that kind of attitude and mentality there's a lot to be said, and, and you can, I mean, you can do so much. And, and, and like you said, you started out fixing videotapes, and you're like, hey, I'm going to buy a camera. I don't even know how to use it. And then here you are making videos for people, yeah, uh, all because you were like, hey, I can do this. I'm going to do this. This is That's cool. I mean, to me, uh, okay, so you make the video for, for uh, the Lake of the Ozark place, and then you start, you start kind of building – building a uh, reputation around town, right? So, and then you kind of get your gig with, uh, was it the Chiefs? Is that what? Yeah, so <clears throat> I ended up, you know, my parents were always big Chiefs fans. We were always a big sports family. Mm -hmm. And my dad had, uh, my dad worked for you and Kaufman, believe it or not. He was, oh, wow. uh, he was, uh, his job was to, one of his jobs is in HR, but he was like a VP type level guy. And um, work close with Mr. K, and he would actually work with the Royals on distributing tickets and things. Wow! <clears throat> so I always and I always loved the Chiefs. My right. dad took me to the uh, um, the longest game in NFL history, with which was the AFC Championship game with yep. Miami. Yep. Do you remember that? Uh, well, yep. You probably don't remember. I but, don't. Yeah, right. But I was probably six or seven years old, wow. 
and he took me to that game. So kind of grew up with that. Um, But I eventually uh, got a job working for the Chiefs on game day. So I was running a camera on the field. And because of that, I was on kind of the inside track of what was happening in the game day production side. Uh So we need headshots. We need game opens. And, of course, you know, the opportunity came. I said, hey, we can do that. We can do that. So they get, took a shot with us, and we ended up doing the Open that year, which was the, called the Red Storm. Right. So we had to do visual effects and all kinds of things. And we had Mike Thompson mm-hmm. in this thing, and we had a Red Storm that came out west of town. And as it moved into town, it was turning Kansas City red, and lightning was hitting <laughs> things and all kinds of things. And huh. my, uh, my oldest son was in that Open. Very you know, he's cool. the opening shot of it. But uh, that cool. was kind of the beginning of us getting into the sports world. Right. And from that, that was a very successful open. And from that, we started going to some trade shows. And the next thing you know, we're working for Cincinnati Reds, Miami Heat, wow. um, New York Mets, wow. um, about half of the Big 12. Nice. Um, I became the voice of the Miami Heat for a while because I can do this movie voice like this. My meat black is back. So <laughs> my buddy who, who runs the heat, we're playing golf, and I do that one day. He goes, uh, you know, I think I'd like you to audition for our TV spots and our game open in the arena. And I'm like, no way. He really? goes, I really do. So I did it. Next thing you know, I'm doing their TV spots. I'm, I mean, it's just crazy. Wow. wow. I'm, so it's, I'm just I been very fortunate. That, man, I, that is so cool. So the the sports world kind of where you took off mm-hmm. in, in in which kind of catapults and I, I know it's kind of like in music work breeds work if that makes mm-hmm. any sense right. so if you're working it seems like you always get more work if you're working mm-hmm. you know uh, same same scenario here uh, if you're if you're doing something you can you can obviously branch and start you know doing different things and continuing to work in, in that stream or right. even or even moving outside which you did you kind of went outside you're like okay sports is great but now what about other other areas okay with the sports um now do you still you are you still doing anything with with the the sporting world right now a little bit <clears throat> not a lot because um you know we've been in this business a long time 25 years right. is a long time to be in, in the production business Things have changed two or three times in that time span. Right. What's happened in sports is they've brought all that in-house. So the the Chiefs, for example, have a huge staff in-house that are doing production. Production stuff. Yeah, animation, production, all that stuff. Makes sense. So it's not getting outsourced like it was. Well, because it's probably probably cheaper for them in the long run maybe to hire a handful of guys. I, I don't know if it's cheaper as much as they just have such a need for content that they need to have that produced in-house so they can just create as much. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. And focus just on their their Their, their guys, their, their brand, brand, you know, yep. with Mahomes, for example. I mean, they're. they're that's, that's probably got to be, that's a 24-hour-a-day job for somebody just creating content. A or, team. Or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just to have a team of people just for that one guy. Right. You know. Every day, creating a brand for him in Kansas City with whether it's commercial spots or or ads in a magazine or a paper or whatever. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, okay, so we did the sports thing. Where if 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 you could go back and 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 now look back at just just on that brief little time, you know, and what I mean, how long that's probably been? That was how long did you do the? Just that part of it. Well, I worked on the game day crew for ten years. Okay, so so, so that was a long time. That's mm-hmm. a long time uh, to to do that. Um, to go back, is there anything that you would have changed? Um, not so much in in career path, but maybe you would have. Man, if I could have done that a year earlier, or if I would have thought, is there any way? You know what I mean? Is there something? Is there something in there that you would have been? I could have been five years ahead now. Or seeing it yeah. now because you you kind of see that you saw the growth and and what happened initially with you anyway. You know, I think the thing with me, I I don't tend to look back like that too much because um, I think you can get caught up in that. Um, but I do try to learn from things. And and right now, like the sports the sports markets changed completely, and we've had to rethink kind of everything that we're doing. 
Um, but I've had to rethink our business model here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've done a pretty good job of that. You know, with the pandemic, you know, a lot of people in our, a lot of companies in our industry have, have gone out of business, but we have done well because we are prepared. Um, not because I'm a smart guy. We just happen to have a setup that is really conducive to doing virtual events and live right. streaming events and right. things like that, that other production companies don't have. Well, that was fortunate. That that's cool. All right, we'll talk about. Let's talk about um, the uh, virtual event. That that's really cool. I'm glad you said that because mm-hmm. I was going to ask about the COVID thing with this kind of you know you can't go out and do things right now or uh, companies aren't really wanting to go out and bring cameras and people in and you know so how are you right. how are you able to kind of navigate through the the COVID thing in this in this industry um, and and let's talk about how the industry changes on an almost daily basis. Yeah. Um, Because everything you bought today is kind of obsolete tomorrow. Yeah. Because somebody just came out with another, would you have an 8K camera in there? It's, you know, there's a 9K tomorrow. You know, somebody (laughs) came out with a 9K. But you know what I mean? So you got to stay on top of things like that to to be, um, uh, you know, relevant in in this industry, uh, which is a lot like the music business. If we're not changing and kind kind of going along, I mean, I'm unfortunately not that big a change guy. I don't do a lot of it. Um, I do what I do, and that's kind of you know, yeah. kinda, you get what you get. Almost, uh, um, I, I you know, I, I tend to to gravitate towards the newer stuff some in some aspects, but again, it's going to be straight ahead and kind of you know, I can't be who I'm not uh, right. ever. Um, it just doesn't work for me. Um, so let's talk about that too. But um, oh gosh, dang it, I had a I had a. Uh, you well, s- you mentioned one thing, something. Tate, that, that I, I'd love to make a comment on is, you know, buying the latest gear <clears throat> is that's a lot of people in our industry think that, and it used to be the case a long time ago, that if I go buy the latest HD cam deck and the best camera and all that, that I'm going to be successful. Right. Well, it's not like that anymore. The creativity is the key. And it's the same if you, with music if you look at it too. But, right. But I so yeah, we just got this incredible new cameras and everything. But if you don't know how to use it, yeah, absolutely. So I was thinking when you when you said you were shooting stuff, I'm like everything that you can do almost people can do with this. Isn't that that's crazy? true? That's, Isn't that crazy? That is true. For those listening, he's holding up his cell phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, because you you were talking about that, and I immediately thought about the commercials that were shot with the new Samsung yeah. phone. And I, how do you, you don't if they wouldn't have shown a phone that said they did it with a phone, no one would have ever known. They just would have thought they had hundred thousand dollar cameras out there filming like a normal commercial. Yeah. But they showed that phone, and it's like, oh my goodness, how. You know where does it stop? Where is it literally? But but again, you made you made the comment, which kind of it's creativity. It's the it's it's the not so much what you're shooting, what you're shooting with, but who's shooting it and the creativity they have behind the camera or editing or or the visual effects or or all that. So that kind of well, and that's what ties into music so much. You know, I'm a big proponent of have music. You can have killer video Mm -hmm. and the music track can change the feel of that completely. Yeah, absolutely. The wrong music track can ruin it, yep. and mm-hmm. the right music track can make that video just impact somebody so powerfully. Yeah, and absolutely. So that's my music background coming in, which you you guys have as yeah. well. I mean, that's so powerful. And you look at a movie like a feature film, you want to look at a scene that really, really impacts you in a f- feature film, think about the music that's it, going along with the visual. Okay, here we go. Our love song thing, AJ and I are talking. And I said, AJ, what movie when you hear when you hear Oh, here we go. I said <laughs> I said AJ's what? crying, everybody, yeah. just no, so you know. Yeah, no, okay, oh, so we're talking about it. I'll and, never live this down. No, you're never. Not ever one time. <laughs> okay, so I said uh, I said, AJ, when you hear when you hear this song what movie automatically pops up? Well, <laughs> for unchained, but unchained melody, me, melody, melody. Yeah. yeah unchained no. melody. Um, and, and, uh, you know, when you, when you hear, Whoa, my love was what movie comes to mind? I don't know. I'm trying to think what yes. that is. <laughs> Ghost. 
Oh, okay. When they're at yeah. the bowl and they're yeah, making yeah. mixing the little clay pottery, <laughs> and he's behind her and he's got his hands. I walked upstairs and I said, "Honey, Unchained Melody." I start singing it. What what movie is that? She's like, "Ghost." And I'm like, "Right." AJ's like, "Ah, not me. I think of a, a guy in the in the subway <laughs> singing this song." And I'm like, "No, no." But you're right. Music. <laughs> That's music. the beauty of it, though, right? Everybody's right. got a different. Yeah, sort of. But he, he ruined my thing. I was, I was. <laughs> Wait, let's... I was trying to make. I was trying to make that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever segment we had planned right then, it just totally just tanked. Yeah, it was great because I I was on a roll. We were we were right there, and then I was like, yeah, just like when you hear Unchained Melody, and and he was like, yeah, I think about the guy because when he said it, I asked him, and I was like, I'm staring at him, and then he he got the craziest. He like he looked at me like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, and I'm like, come on, man, ghost. He was like, oh yeah, I don't even know if I've seen that well, movie or what. Why don't you ask me again? So, <laughs> just sing that little part and ask me again, okay? Uh, okay. All right. Okay. So here we go. So, what movie when you hear the when you hear "Whoa, my love"? Oh man, that's Ghost. Absolutely, AJ. Unbelievable. Absolutely, AJ. See, man. <laughs> AJ, you need to see somebody. Yeah. You're fine. Doctor or something. I was too busy watching Bloodsport back then and not <laughs> not Ghost. <laughs> All right. All right, good. That was good. All right, so let's let's uh let's go back into um uh let's talk about kind of being creative even though you have the latest and greatest stuff uh because most people think they can do it yeah. on their phone. Which and, and some people can, I'm sure. I'm sure some people can take a video and and edit it on their computer, and it looks amazing. But with, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm going to push back on that just a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Know, absolutely. You can do stuff on your phone. And that's great. Um, I I use it. I use my phone for stuff. Right. But the tools, you know, you wouldn't go and build a house with a, just a hammer and in a few nails, you know, right. you're going to, you're going to have the tools to do it right. Right. That what we have, um, you know, like with the AK camera and all that stuff, lenses and all those things are the tools that we can create images that are really, really emotion driving. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So in, in, in your world, in your world, it is, it's visual, and audio also, but mm-hmm. but it's mainly visual. If I look at a picture or or a, a scene or a commercial or an ad, I have to understand immediately. I, it has to convey mm-hmm. that emotion. It has to emote to me what you're trying to get across, whatever point that is, whether it's happy, sad, or you know, just selling a tire, whatever it is. Right. Um, you know, music obviously helps all of that. I mean, you can you can have a happy scene and play a sad song, and you you turn to see kind of a, a different side of that scene. Um, so with visual effects and 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 doing what you guys do, filming as we as we said, okay, yeah, you can have the nicest sixty thousand dollar camera, hundred thousand dollar camera, whatever that is, but it has to be somebody who knows um, kind of what to do with the camera. I can hand I can hand you a hammer and tell you to build something if you don't know how to build anything. You know, right. you're going to hit yourself in the head with a hammer. So um, you can hand me a $100,000 camera, and I'm going to video something, but it's not going to—it's probably not going to look anything like what somebody who knows how to use it, right. obviously, or has that—it's that, um, it, it's a skill, but it's also—it's it, like music. It, it all kind of reverts back. It's kind of crazy. I know I'm kind of tangent running here, but isn't it kind of crazy how a lot of things that we do— um, in our world, AJ, especially uh, music-wise, it all kind of goes back to being musical or having mm-hmm. having it, it can tie to music. You can do mm-hmm. so many different things, um, and it can tie back to music. Uh, even even when we had Daryl on talking about sports, it, and it's 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 kind of like um, everything can tie to to music, or or you can you can. Uh, relate it. Uh, musicians can relate, uh, and I'm not calling myself a musician by any stretch of the word. I'm a terrible guitar player, um, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like it, it's it can be related to being musical um, because it's creative. That creative process, whether you have a camera in your hand 
or you're sitting at a desk editing. I think editing, people who edit, I think that that would be, I could never do it because my ADD is so bad. Do you know musicians are, are great editors? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and because good editors understand rhythm. Right. Okay, and there's a rhythm to a scene, and there's a rhythm to how you're editing something. There's a rhythm to how <clears throat> you tie music into a visual. Right. And a lot of people, I've come across many editors that don't understand that. And the ones that really know how to edit and really drive emotion know how to tie the music and, and the visuals together. And that's a huge, huge impact. It, but it's creative. Mm -hmm. They have a creative part, you know, and I... It's kind of it's kind of odd because I I don't know too many people who aren't creative in 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 their in their craft. Yeah. Um. I, I guess if you're not creative, you wouldn't be very successful. If if that makes any sense, right? Am I? Well, am I? I gotta be kind of. That, that's right. That. Um. So one thing that I would say to that is to take it a little step further, and and you'll understand this as as a musician as well. But the storytelling aspect of it. That's a big thing in our world. Mm -hmm. So you can have great tools and you have great talent, but if you can't tell a story and under, understand your audience, that's that's the big thing. So if I'm speaking to a certain demographic, right. male, female, age group, right. income level, whatever it is, I want to know as much about them in the corporate world so I can speak to them and I can tell a story in a, a manner that they're going to respond to it. In, in their language, if, right. if you have to, right. a little bit. Right. That's exactly right. AJ, AJ and I, uh, right after I won the show, AJ and I fly to... Wisconsin. Was, yeah, up to, to uh, Wisconsin to do a, um, a thing for uh, Case. Um, Tractor company? Yeah, yeah, we were on the on the heavy equipment side, though, bulldozers and things oh, okay. like that. We weren't on the farm side. So... Um, <laughs> we go up, and and all they wanted me to do, and there's I don't know how many people, a thousand maybe, eight hundred. There was a bunch. There was of people a bunch in there, of people, yeah. and there was a big conference room, um, little stage, uh, and and I go out and I and I talk, I tell my story, right? Which to me, <laughs> I'm like that's boring. Why? Why? But it they, wasn't to them though. No, no, no. So they loved it. It was crazy. So we actually had an endorsement with Case after I left. <laughs> Exactly. So, right. wow. and then we played three songs, right? I think we did three songs. So, yeah, something like that. It was, it was. We only rehearsed one of them. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> literally, it was so odd. It was so odd that they these people, um, and they flew the guy from Fiat. So Fiat owns Case, right? In the, in the uh, they flew him in from Italy. The president of Fiat was in there. Wow. And he watched me. Right. This guy. I mean, who am I? No one. This dude owns a huge corporation, multi-billion-dollar corporation, and he's sitting there and he loved the whole thing. And I'm like, "What is? I mean, you know, I'm thinking at the time I didn't know. I'm just going. I'm just things are coming out of my mouth. I don't really know what I'm saying. I'm just telling my story and kind of relating it to work, just yeah. all work because I did street work. I did asphalt and concrete work and stuff like that, so I could kind of relate to some of the the salespeople and things like that. That it was just so odd. It was such an odd experience. It was a great experience, but like you said, talking to people, just being able to talk. Um, but my story, I guess, because it was just hard work, right? Kind of yeah. got me where I was at. Uh, they they loved it, and and it worked for them. And we did a couple songs, and and honestly, when we got done, AJ's like, "That was bad," and I'm like, "Yeah, that wasn't wasn't very good." <laughs> Like literally, we were like, that but they loved good. it, probably didn't they? They didn't. Yeah, it was just two of us with acoustic guitars, and and it was and it, it worked for whatever they needed it for, um, and ended up going on and working a couple more things, and 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 uh, with Case, and and they were great people, amazing people, but uh, the the president of the company came up and and shook my hand, and you know, uh, and was like, that was amazing. Your story is amazing. Yeah, and he said, I hope my people got it. I think they did. But I hope they got it because, man, that was good. And so I'm, that's the power of story. Yeah. So, in our world, telling a story, being able to to tell a story, um, in, in the music world, I mean, uh, you know, that's what we have to do. Whether you're playing a guitar or playing a drum or play whatever it is, you got to be able to tell that story in your world, in the video, the media, media, just all media. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you guys have to be able to do the same thing. Um, you talked about rhythm, having a rhythm in a right. in, a, in a, uh, a spot, a video spot. 
whether you put it with music or not. There has to be a rhythm to that, or it doesn't make sense, you know, or or it doesn't flow. There's a lot of flow in everything, and and uh, so in the in the media world, we talked a little bit mm-hmm. uh, a bit ago too about about the latest and greatest, right? You got to have the latest and greatest stuff, um, which it changes on a daily basis, probably it in, does, your, in yeah. your world. Um, what has worked the best for you? What has worked when you you because you showed us this brand new camera that's amazing, I'm sure, and I'm sure you can see each hair on someone's face. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, and <laughs> and and all that. But what has been the the best um, kind of scenario in your world in the last? Uh, I don't know, let's say five years, because technology grows so fast, and we, we know that, obviously, just look at your cell phone. They used to be little, and then they went giant car size, and then now they're back to being kind of small again and, and all that. Um, what has worked the best as far as in your world, in the media world, uh, for you guys here? Not and, and, and I'm sure there was times that you didn't have the latest and greatest stuff because you're like, wow, I mean, everything's working, and we're doing okay you know, and then you obviously go, what, what, what do you think? Um, was it, was it being, I, and, and I, I hate to beat that drum of being, um, uh, musical, but, but creative, was it that you think, is that kind of what has made your, your world work here? Yeah. Well, it, that's a big part of, of that. Um, I think what we're really good at is solving problems for our clients. So in the corporate world, people are, are, building video content because they're either selling, trying to sell something or they're, they want to be subject matter experts or they want to demonstrate a product or uh, maybe it's, you know, Kate's heating and cooling that needs to do a TV spot right. to get people to call, right? <clears throat> whatever it might be. So we're, we're solving a problem. And so all of the stuff that we have, these are just tools that help us solve that problem. Um, the, the camera stuff, so I, I've never been an early adopter of technology because I, I think the guys that are out there in front are beta testers for, the, you know, for yeah. the, they're learning all the stuff that needs to be fixed. I don't want to buy the stuff that needs to be fixed. I want to buy the stuff that's proven. Right. And, right. and even with this camera that we're talking about, that's that's the case. I mean, this is already being used on a lot of, lot of features and things like that. But um, I, I want to have tools that allow me to tell a story in a very, very impactful way. Right. And that's what it comes down to. So all the stuff, the recording studio, the, the, you know, the green screen, visual effects, everything that we can do, those are all things that go into building something that somebody's going to watch and they're going to have an emotional response to, whether it's a feature film or it's a TV commercial, right. or it's a promotion for a college, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it's going to be something, a game open for the Chiefs. You know, it's going to be something that, you know, the Chiefs, my goal with the Chiefs was to hear 70,000 people screaming at the end of that open and the players run on the field and were like fired up for kickoff. Yeah. That's how I knew we were successful. Absolutely. <clears throat> the, the Super Bowl piece that we did. Yeah. You know, that had never been done. I, that, that, so there's a whole thing on our website. You can look at how we did that. Right. But that had never been done. We actually took 3D scans of Tom Brady and Nick Foles and brought them into a gaming engine and animated them. I Actually, my animator, um, I had him wear a motion capture suit. Right. And so when you see Tom Brady on, on the field kind of looking around, that's the motion that my animator made. We applied that to the 3D model of him, put it into the gaming engine, Gave it back to them, and then that was what actually went on the opening shot of the Super Bowl that year. Isn't that that's that is amazing? A just yeah. just to have the technology to be able to take a picture of a guy or you know film a guy and then make him fake, yeah, and and make him move <laughs> like he's real. Well, he was scanned, so I have pictures. I wasn't I wasn't on site for the scanning. We got the scans from another company, but we have pictures of Brady standing there. Here's a really funny story, okay? So he's standing here like this, and there's about 30 cameras, you know, taking pictures of him. And then we're taking those scan, those pictures and turning him into a 3D model of him, okay? Right. Well, we get the model, and his hands are huge. I mean, I'm like, that's got to be a mistake. 
I mean, and I'm looking at it with the animator, and it's like, that that can't be right. So we look at the pictures, and Brady's hands are literally giant. Giant. <laughs> we were we were freaking out that they were huge. And we looked at the pictures, his hands, so you know he's holding the football, his hands all right, you know, all the way around the football. But that's that's uh, you know, that that project came because of my relationship with uh, Baylor University and doing all their work. And the guy that I used to work with then goes to work for NBC. And he calls me up one day and says, hey, we're doing this. Can you guys help us? And I'm like, I think so. Yeah. So they let us audition. I had two weeks to figure out how we were going to do that with my animator. And we and we hunkered down for two weeks. He, I say we, he did. Yeah. And, and he did it. And we have a whole case study on our website you can watch about this. Absolutely. He learned... Well, he was a gaming guy. Okay. So he goes, I know this program really well. So we get a scan. We put it in there. We have this guy running. They, they're they like, you got the job. <laughs> so next thing you know, we're like, our work is in front of 300 million people. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And, wow. and we couldn't tell anybody. That was the worst part because I'm sitting there watching the Super Bowl, you know, and we're seeing our work come up and everything, and, and we can't tell anybody. Why, why couldn't you tell anybody? NBC didn't want anybody. Oh, they, so the, it was theirs. Yes. They, they wanted people to think. Now, yeah. can you tell people? Yeah. Yeah, we've released a video about it. But two years later, you know, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Isn't that? But that's... these little guys from Overland Park did that. And the reason we did is because I said yes, and then I figured out how we could do it. That's amazing. That is amazing. That's a great, that's a great story. See, I'm not smart enough. <laughs> <laughs> we need I, mean, to I can do some it. scans of you. I can you know? do it. Absolutely. You that's know? what we're going to do. AJ, that's it. That's our podcast from now on. We're going to go every week. We're going to have scans and then they're going to animate us and then we'll just <laughs> yeah, an animated podcast. There you go. Um, oh, that's, that is, that's, uh, that's awesome. Okay. Um, let's, let's talk about uh, podcasting. Yeah. Let's just get into the podcasting world <clears> and, and um, kind of go from there. What you feel. Uh, honestly, what what do you think? Uh, because you guys have podcasts here in your studio, mm-hmm. you have a, a podcast studio, and, and you have people come in and do their podcast, or you guys help them, or whatever. How, what what do you think? Being AJ and I are growing this podcast, we're we're doing our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we want it to be, we want it to sound like a, almost like a radio show, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't want it to be. We call it a show, you know, uh, because it, it it's kind of. That's the feel we want. We want it to be like a talk show, radio show kind of thing. Um, and we're we're getting in with the we're starting to do video with it and having videos put out mm-hmm. and doing the YouTube thing with that. And eventually, we want to do a live podcast where we're just streaming live, you know, yeah. uh, and, and do that. I think that'd be awesome. Um, but okay, so help me and AJ, if you will. What would what makes a good podcast? Like what, or not not even that. I mean, how do we make our podcast better um, from a podcasting standpoint? I don't know if you've ever heard one of our podcasts. Yeah, but how, uh, how do we get how do we get better doing? You know, and you got to break it down because I'm like I said, I'm not very smart. So you're gonna have to be really, really uh, <laughs> well, elementary with it. Let me talk real slow. <laughs> real slow. <laughs> So here, this is this is my approach to everything marketing wise. Uh-huh. Okay, and and I'm going to apply that this to podcasting, but I'm very very big on understanding your audience. Okay, that's number one. It's just like fishing. You love to fish, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. If you're going out to fish for crappie, you're going to know there's a place to go, right? Yep. You're going to know there's a bait, and you're going to know there's a time of day that you want to read right. to go fish. What's well, marketing is just like that. So your podcast really needs to be you need to put it through the lens of first of all who is my audience? Because you can't make a podcast that everybody's going to like. Absolutely not. Okay. So right. you have a specific audience. Okay, what do they like? What who makes up that audience? Is it female, male? What is the age group? What are the things they like? Mm-hmm. What should I talk about that they're going to respond to? Right. You know, all of those things I think that you really need to be thinking about when you're thinking about putting together content. And and that's for anything, video, marketing, mm-hmm. TV spots. I mean, I I do I've done AB May TV spots in, in the past just as an example, right. okay? Well, we knew that their um, the target audience was stay-at-home moms that were making a decision to fix their 
air conditioning or heating and cooling system. Right. They wanted it done right. They wanted to be safe. They didn't mind paying a little bit more for it to be done right. right. And they wanted to work with people yeah. that they felt good about. So Glenn and Shirley are at the end of every spot. We don't, we don't do this, but we do fix air conditioning systems. Give us a call. And Glenn says, I love you, Shirley. Well, every one of those spots, they, they grew. Mm-hmm. Um, they doubled in size when they started re- running those spots. See. Because we understood the target audience. We understood how to speak to that target audience, the stay-at-home mom. Right. We knew the things that they were going to respond to, and then we, we had to ask. Okay? Right. You need to be thinking the same way. I know. Anyway, all right, man. Well, look. I okay. Let's wrap this up. Let's. Um, AJ, we need to. We need to hit on anything. Well, you were talking about how the media industry is like always changing yeah. and stuff like that. Like, what do you see is like the next thing? Like the next. Uh, the next big change, I guess. Well, that's a good question. If I knew that, I'd be a multimillionaire. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would be, uh, I don't know where I'd be. <clears throat> I don't know. It's a good question. I, I do think that uh, video and video content is going to continue to be more and more needed. I mean, look at a- Avila. I mean, the, the stuff, you know, you look at Instagram, that's become a huge, huge part of the marketing department for the marketing for the sports programs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Instagram posts coming out, social media, where people are connecting. That's a big, big deal. And it, that's that's the key thing that's going to drive everything is where people are connecting, wherever that is. I mean, you look at television now, you know, talk about the Royals. You know, I don't have, I don't have uh, cable. I have Hulu. And I can't watch the Royals. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, I think you can. Well, I I know, I know some ways around that, guys. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk offline. Okay? Yeah, we'll, we'll, talk off. we'll talk about <laughs> it later. But uh, but the, my point is, is that even the television networks are having to figure out where where movies. You know, mm-hmm. the pandemic has changed yeah. how, how we go to the movie. Yeah, you know they've they've come out. AMC is going to go out of business because. You know, Paramount and these big, big movie um, chains are saying, no, we're we're going to release our content on HBO now. Yep. You know, you get it for yeah. a week or two and then, well, that's changing everything. So it's all changing right now. But video content is still video content. Storytelling is still tor- storytelling. Right. What we don't know is how we're going dis- to distribute that content yeah. to our audiences. It's going to change. It's going to continue to change, you know. Probably on this little thing we call a phone is going to be the key to all of it, if you ask me. I mean, we're not ever going to get rid of these. Maybe, maybe that's going to be built into our head with a chip or something like something. that. <laughs> yeah, you something. Know? But if we, if, if we, for us as a company, I know that we've got to focus on the craft of storytelling. That's, that's what I want to focus, focus on, you know. Yep. And if we stay good at that... We can pivot and change to however we need to to stay sure stay in the game, stay know? relevant and doing what you're doing. And I really want to get into feature films. By the way, well, I, I feel I'm called to do that. I'm so you, I'll be one of so your actors. You just let me know where we are going to go. We need to come up with a script. I got one. So just take a take a screenshot of my life and make yep. that movie. <laughs> Is, we'll call it Forrest Gump too. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I man, I gotta tell you, it's been fun. Uh, the The place is amazing, um, and, and uh, we definitely need to come back and and do some some video and stuff here. AJ, we absolutely. need to get back in here and do some stuff. This is this is awesome. Again, um, you know, uh, we're AJ and I are moving out of the basement finally, out of my basement. Uh, we got our <laughs> own we got our own room in the house yeah, now. Amazing, yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean we're moving up in the world. That's yeah, what happens. Moving on right? up. Moving on up. And and uh the Jeffersons will just, that's what you should change the name of the <laughs> That's it. We're doing that's what next the next podcast we do from the house is we gotta have that. <laughs> moving we, on we, up. Yeah, we gotta have that in there. <laughs> Golly. Uh uh, thank you so much for having us, uh, for having me here at your place. This, yeah. is, a, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not real smart. So all this stuff is really cool. I mean, it's some of the things that you guys do are like, 
It's pretty cool. Yeah, we do pretty cool stuff. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me out and, and showing me this your your uh, shop, man. This is this is awesome. By the way, I want to tell you one last thing before yes. we go. Right, go I grew up in Grandview. You did. Awesome. That's yeah, very man. good. You didn't know that, did you, did Coach? Not. Yeah. Yeah, I went to... Uh, uh, Grandview Elementary, and then Meadowmere. Yeah, at Meadowmere. Huh? Yeah, yep, yep, and yep. Uh, then my parents moved to Western Kansas, and then I moved out to moved out of of. Uh, where where at? Where's Western Kansas? Uh, it's a little town called Logan, Kansas. Um, Phillipsburg is close to there. Okay. Hayes. Hayes. All right. Yeah. Oh, yep. Hayes. Hayes. Yeah. Hayes. All right. Yeah. So anyway, you were out there in nowhere. Yeah. Nothing. Between tumbleweeds. I watched the tumbleweeds go across the you, road. Between Hayes and Colby, there ain't nothing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a place. The yeah. largest jackrabbit, I think, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brad, I appreciate you, man. Thank you thank you for having us, uh, letting us come in and do this uh, with your stuff uh, and and uh, being a part of this. This is cool, and uh, uh, I'm excited about it. Anytime. Come back anytime. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, very good. All right, guys. Uh, again, had a great time. Uh, AJ, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? This is this is this is how our setup needs to be. Yeah, we got to have this cool stuff. So, I mean, I don't know. You need to get busy. <laughs> you need to get busy getting some stuff. AJ, you need to get a second job, my friend. <laughs> Just for our podcast. <laughs> this is crazy. No, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we get to where we can do like this. All the time. This is be this is yeah. awesome. This is fun. A lot of fun, man. Media, uh, real media, KC. Um, check them out. Uh, obviously, Facebook um, and go online. Look at the the Super Bowl thing. That was uh, is that on your website? It, it's on our Facebook page too. Actually. It's on the yeah. Facebook page you can too. Find it okay. there. Yeah. Awesome. There's so yeah. they do so many cool things here. Uh, any media project or whatever you need, they can do. They can handle it. If not, he'll go buy a new eight. K camera. I don't know. And we need to do some music videos if you know anybody. Okay. Uh, we can figure that out too. We can figure that out too. <laughs> Daryl's going to teach me how to throw a curveball. Oh, and yeah. Film that. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> out of my elbow's already sore. Yeah, so. I know. My, my arm hurts already. Just talking about it. All right, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Um, yeah. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Go to our YouTube page. Wherever you can find podcasts, that's where you're going to find the Sweet Life Podcast with me and AJ. Uh, anything else, AJ? Did I miss anything? Nope. Oh, leave a review. Oh, yes. And a five-star rating. Five-star rating. Uh, yeah, yes. we'll read the reviews. If you have any questions or anything like that, just let us know what you are what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, what you want us to talk about. We'll do it. Uh, yeah. All right. Sounds good. We'll yeah, see you all next time. Ain't this a sweet life? Hey guys, thanks for listening. Want to ask a question for a future episode? Well, hit us up on Facebook or Twitter with hashtag Sweet Life Podcast. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay up to date on the latest news and information for the Sweet Life Podcast. And we'll see you next time.